Hi, everyone, and welcome. Uh, in today's uh, episode, we're going to be talking about how to prepare for a job loss. Uh, there's been a number of things that have taken place while I have been um, working this week, um, and a couple folks that um, had to leave um, my place of employment that got me thinking about wanting to talk about how to pre prepare for a job loss. So for those of you who don't know me, I am Derek Burnt, and I'm a digital experience expert, as well as a husband, a father, a geek, and an excessive coffee drinker. And my mission right now, I'm on a mission to connect with you and to share new ideas and learn things that will help you grow professionally and personally. So today I want to talk again about how to prepare for a job loss. A little bit of a backstory here. So recently this week, and it's actually been culminating over the last few weeks, where there was a part of where I work, a part of the organization, where they determined that there was no longer a need to have that department. And that's typical, right? That's standard for any large organization to evolve, to make changes, to determine that, you know what, there are certain things that they should no longer pursue. And in the wake of all of this, there were a few individuals who my organization did everything they could to try to find an opportunity for them to be better aligned with or ones in which they thought they would be interested in. Unfortunately for a few of them, they actually could not continue on with the organization and um, have decided to leave. And it's kind of heartbreaking, right? Because these folks that worked for the organization it wasn't like they've only been working there for, say, a year. They, they've been there for actually many years. Uh, one individual is there for 26 years, another one for 19 years. These are people who have you know, bled, sweat, and tears for the organization. Now, I'm not saying anything bad towards the organization itself. It is, it is a shame. And there's things that I took away from their goodbyes, their emails that they sent out. You know, everyone, if, if you're leaving the organization, uh, if it's your choice or not your choice, usually within the professional environment, um, you have a, um, a sign-off note, right? A thank you note. One that says, hey, it was great working with you. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I loved all the opportunities that I had within the organization so on and so on, right? All, all of the PC stuff. And that was all in these emails that I received uh, from these individuals who were parting ways with where I work. But what really stood out to me was a couple of the things in which they stated towards the end that got me thinking more about how we should be looking at our current situation in terms of employment. And what we can do to prepare for a job loss, that it's actually a positive impact versus it being negative. Some of the statements that individuals shared uh, really resonated with me because this is something I've always thought of um, for many years, in the back of my mind at least, um, and you know, is helping me sort of guide me as I'm creating this channel and wanting to connect with you. So a couple of things that I want to share, a couple of quotes, right? So um, the first one, and, and by no means these are all pared down, but for instance here, from one individual, I'm not sure what life holds for me, but for now, 
I know I need some me time. I'm looking forward to playing tennis during the day, not having to work out at the crack of dawn, and just relaxing on the porch with a book. The other individual uh, indicated, some of my favorite memories are heading down to the cafeteria around 3 p.m. for popcorn and ice cream break with anyone who is around and available. Now, I pull that one out for good reason because our organization has evolved over the years, well before I even came on board. They used to have it back in the day before it was even par for the course for a lot of these startups and tech companies where they offered things as part of the benefit of working there, such as free lunch, free snacks, um, and a variety of other um, benefits that they provided and no longer do. So again, the organization has evolved to the point where even folks aren't even being given their the kind of benefits that they had come to expect when they were there originally. So don't mean to digress, but I thought it was important to share that. But this other individual, though, goes on to say, I don't know yet what the future will hold for me. So right there, both individuals have indicated that they don't know what the future is going to be like for them. Kind of scary, right? Um, but for now, I'm looking forward to gardening, reading, writing, sewing, and watching the birds around all my bird feeders. So there's two common threads here that I'm picking up from these goodbyes. And I've heard this a number of times from other individuals who I have worked with or who I know and are dear friends of mine that I know have lost uh, their job, um, usually not planned, right? And that is two things. One, they, they don't know what the future holds for them, which is very scary to be in that situation. Forget about the income loss. That's another thing that you know I would definitely want to talk about. But just not being in control of your future. When you go into the saying, I don't know what life has in store for me. And then the second thing that really resonates with me when it comes to these email messages is they talk about the things that they look forward to being able to do because they'll be unemployed, which makes me pause for a second. It makes me think, wow, yes, you have a job and it's providing you this level of stability, meaning that you, you know that you've got money coming in. You know that you'll be able to pay your bills. You know that you'll have food on the table. But what are you giving up in return for that? And as I see in these emails, you know, individuals who are giving up being able to play tennis during the day or reading or writing or following some type of hobby, let alone having to work, wake up at the crack of dawn just to exercise because during the day, that individual doesn't have that opportunity. And that's, that's sad, in my opinion. I think that's wrong. So forget all the doom and gloom, though. It got me to thinking of how can an individual, how can we take an opportunity or a situation such as losing your job and turn it around into a positive? And there's three ways I think you can look at this, right? One is I think when you lose your job, it gives you a moment to take stock of your life and to really identify and determine what's important to you. You know, 
I've, I've known a number of people who have lost their jobs and realized that the job that they were doing didn't really fit with their goals, their aspirations. It didn't make them excited, right? So they were working a lot, a ton of hours. And once they lost that, once they lost that need to have to be going to work because they lost their job, they realized how much they were giving up for it. In addition to that, when you lose your job, it also allows you to explore other opportunities that you may not have thought of. A lot of us didn't grow up thinking that what we do now is what we wanted to do when we were younger, right? Like I, you know, as a child, did I have the same dream job aspirations as what I am doing now? No way. And for some folks, where they thought they were going to be, where they dreamed they were going to be, and where they end up is great. It's positive. But for a lot of folks, as you're getting older, you know, you start off, you're in school, in elementary school, and you got these big dreams. You know, they always ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And people are like, I want to be a, a firefighter or a police officer or an actor or doctor, whatever it may be, a clown in the circus. It can be whatever because the world is wide open to us. And then from there, as you start to get into high school and you start having to focus your attention more into certain subjects and certain electives that you have to kind of pick and choose from, that starts to kind of define the path that you're on. And then for some folks, maybe they just find a job after high school. Maybe they go to a trade school. Maybe they go to college and they go to college and they start off that next four-year journey. And during that time, maybe they switch majors two or three times. And in the end, four or five years later, they have a degree. Or four or five years later, you're in a trade or you're in a job. And you've had to make choices along the way. And those choices aren't necessarily based on what do I want to do? What inspires me? What excites me? But instead, it becomes What's going to put food on the table? What's going to allow me to have some form of a lifestyle, you know, to, to buy a car, to buy a house, to rent an apartment, travel, whatever it may be, to buy your $5 Starbucks a day before you have to go into the office. Those things start to have an impact in terms of the choices that you make. So when you lose your job, and especially when it's not planned, it gives you the opportunity to explore other opportunities that you may not have considered before. And in addition to that, as I would suggest, if you were to lose your job and to take a more of a positive approach to it is it pushes you to take action. It's that swift kick in the ass that says, Hey, you have a situation instead of staying at where you're at and being sad about it, make this a positive. You know what they say? turn lemons into lemonade, make it a positive. So how do you do this? How do you, how do you handle a job loss? How do you manage that? Well, what I suggest that you do if you were to lose your job is before you even lose your job, start to prepare for it. And how do you do that? Well, there's a few things that you should do at a base level to ensure that you at least have some level of security 
if you were to lose your job, right? So that's first and foremost is, and I know this is a, an epidemic throughout America, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm by no means a financial expert here, but make sure you don't have any debt. So while you are employed and while you are working, Focus on paying off your debt. Now, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, pay off your condo or your house, but get rid of credit card debt. Get rid of any debt you may have on other store credit cards. Get, pay off your car if you have a car payment, because these are the things that are going to make it very challenging for you to live and to eat and to survive if you lose your income. Secondly, Save up for an emergency. Most experts suggest that you should have between three to six months worth of expenses set aside in a savings account that you never touch. What are living expenses? Think of what are the things that you would need to keep the proverbial lights on in the house, right? So you're talking about your food, your utilities, um, your transportation, forget about your Netflix subscription, all right? Forget about your Spotify subscription. Forget about your, um, your health club membership. Those you, don't, you can go without. What is the bare minimum that you could get by with if you lost your job and you save for that? So if you're living expenses for a month, say is $3,000, you know, utilities, rent, food, whatever it may be, make sure you have at least three to six months of that set aside. So we've paid off our debt. We have savings for at least three to six months. Now, the third thing that is going to be a little bit of a twist here is instead of necessarily looking for a job, what can you be doing before you lose your job. And I'm not saying you're going to lose your job, so don't worry. I don't have any inside information as to if you're going to lose your job or not. But I'm just saying is that before that, in the event you find yourself in this situation, be prepared. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know, we talked about being out of debt. We talked about saving our for our emergency fund, right? Now, this is the fun part. Envision your ideal life. Envision your ideal life and what will it take to get there, all right? What would it look like? Because where we're making this as a positive situation is that, as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're probably working in jobs that, okay, we may enjoy, but where they are dream jobs, probably not. So what can you be doing now to try to work your way towards that ideal life. And that ideal life can be a variety of different things, right? And it's not always job related. It could be living in the Caribbean. It could be living in a grass hut in the Amazon. It could be uh, living in a small town where you work as a grocery clerk and you don't have to worry so much about your expenses because you have very minimal things to need to spend money on. Just what is your ideal life? And it's when you figure out what your ideal life is, then you can start to plan on how can I make that a reality? Is that working harder and saving up more money? Perhaps if you say, hey, I just, I don't want to work anymore. I'm, you know, maybe you're 25 years old and you're like, hey, 
I want to just save as much money as possible and invest it because by the time I'm 40, hell or high water, I want to be retired, right? This whole, you know, um, uh, you know, financial independence and retire early fire movement, right? But for a lot of other folks, they, they get a lot of fulfillment out of their work. I know I do. And so what can you start doing down that path, right? You know, what, start thinking about what are you good at? Uh, do you have special skills that maybe you're not using in the job that you're in, but you love doing, you know, is that carpentry? Is that painting? Um, you know, do you have hobbies? What hobbies do you have? And what you do is you take stock of who you are as an individual, the things that make you unique, your skills, your personality, your interests, and you cultivate that and you enjoy that so that if you lose your job, first and foremost, you're not like one of my colleagues who are saying, well, at least now that I've lost my job, I can focus on X, Y, and Z because those are the things I enjoy. No, I tell you this right now is try to make those part of your life now. Make that a priority. I'm not saying do it over the job that you do, but I'm saying is don't give your job, your workplace, your employer that much power in which they dictate those things of which they you enjoy in life. And the reason I say that is because when you are able to focus on those things, those things could easily evolve into possibly being an income source for you. Perhaps, I'm not promising that, but at least along the way, you're happier because you're doing the things that you enjoy. But now let's take it a step further. Say while you're enjoying some of these hobbies, say you like to make uh, little uh, you know, arts and crafts, you like to do painting, um, you like making videos, okay? Um, first of all, you get to enjoy it. And second of all, as people see your interest and start to appreciate those things that you bring to this world, it can become an income source for you. It may not be one that, you know, is going to allow you to quit your job, but it may be something that can grow on the side that if in fact you do lose your job, wow, as you start to step back and instead of thinking to yourself, all these negative things such as, oh my God. What am I going to do? How am I going to pay for my car? How am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to pay my credit cards? Let's go back to what I recommended. Make sure that debt's paid for. It's all paid off. You don't have any debt. You've got three to six months of emergency funds. So now think about it. When you've got those funds and you know you can live three to six months without any income coming, and let's just say hypothetically, Something that you already enjoy, you've been making a little bit of money on, on the side. Now you have a plan. You may have a plan that says, hey, you know what? I really enjoy making these paintings. And I've been selling a few of them on Etsy here and there whenever I've had a chance to do painting. But well, you know what? I think there's going to be a market for me to do painting, to do my artwork. Or, you know, I'm a carpenter and I like to build furniture and I like to sell that and I go to flea markets and I, I buy furniture that's old and I redo it and I enjoy doing that and I make a few bucks on the side, right? 
Now you have three to six months of income that allows you cushion to further explore that, come up with a plan, and allows you allows you to pursue your dream. Think about it. It's it's powerful. So that you're not one of these folks who didn't see unemployment coming and had no plan for it, right? It's just like having a family, starting a relationship, you're married, and it's like not having a will, right? Or not having some life insurance. You need to put things in place. You need to plan for uncertainty. And unemployment is one of those things. So now, Derek, you know, why are you saying all this? What are you doing? What's your plan? Well, my plan is what I'm doing right now is trying to create content, trying to share the skills and the knowledge that I have when it comes to media production, um, the experiences I get from folks and conversations I have and key things that I take away from them that I try to impart with you that hopefully you'll find value in. And I enjoy sharing and connecting with folks. That's what gives me joy. And if this just starts to grow and I'm able to look down, you know, look by back, you know, two years from now and, and Hey, I'm doing this full time. Wonderful. And if I'm not, that's fine too, because I enjoy doing it, but at least me doing something that I enjoy in establishing a base, right? At least gives me a leg up that if I were to one day walk into the office or virtually, you know, log into my computer because none of us are going into the office right now. Um, and I'm told that I've lost my job. Yeah, it's going to be a punch. But guess what? We don't have any debt other than our house. We have an emergency savings to help cushion the blow. And I'm working on trying to create something, to do something that is an enjoyable hobby to me that may end up flourishing into something else. So with that said, I, I task you to think through this, to think of what I've shared. Put together an action plan. Think about what your ideal life would look like and start make, taking action on it. Take action. It may not all work out to be you know, a bed of roses, but it's better than not being prepared at all. So with that, I thank you for joining me today. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, please feel free to uh, give me a like. Please remember to subscribe if you're on YouTube and please share with me in the comments, what's your ideal life or, or what are some things that maybe you've thought of or have implemented to help prepare you for uh, you know, a situation that's unplanned where you may lose your job? And until next time, take care and be well. Thank you.